Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, April the 12th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we're in year C and this is Holy Week. And on the Tuesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary and this week in the church calendar year. And so we find ourselves in Psalm 71, verses 1 through 14. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 71, verses 1 through 14. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have leaned from on from my birth. It was you who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually on you. I have been like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength is spent. For my enemies speak concerning me, and those who watch for my life consult together. They say, Pursue and seize that person whom God has forsaken, but there is no one to deliver. O God, do not be far from me. O my God, make haste to help me. Let my accusers be put to shame and consumed. Let those who seek to hurt me be covered with scorn and disgrace. But I will continually hope, and I will praise you yet more and more. This is the word of God for us. This psalm seems to be written by a psalmist, a songwriter who's in their old age. We see in verse 9, where he talks about being towards the end of life. And in the Jewish framework, uh, old age was a peculiar time of life uh, because on the one hand, uh, they're looking and reflecting back on their former days and they can see the end coming. Some of the rabbis say that uh, death is sometimes a mercy of God, that perhaps the account uh, for this person against God is such where they can't repay it back and so the rabbis teach that death in and of itself is a way to settle an account and so as a person in their old age feels the threat looming of the end there's a couple of things to consider number one that perhaps it's nearing the time for god to uh, clear their account and to settle the debt or it's a test and the distinction between the two is going to be what is god going to do at this moment of stress and need. So the first four verses of this psalm are requests that uh, God would be some sort of a help and refuge. And the next few verses talk about the current plight and petition of the psalmist. And then from verse 14, which is our last verse of the day, all the way to the end, there's this vow of future praise. Because this psalmist, this, this psalm writer is thinking, God is going to vindicate me and this is going to be a test that I'm going to stand underneath and endure. And I'm going to pass the test and then I will yet praise the Lord. So the governing question is, why would this psalm land in Holy Week? Well, it's because here's Jesus as he's in Jerusalem, as we follow the gospel story. He's just 
come in through uh, the gates of Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. He does sense the threat that is looming, getting closer and closer to Thursday evening when he's going to spend time with his friends and be apprehended and then crucified on Friday. And so Jesus himself is sensing the threat. He's sensing the fear that somehow his path is turning towards doom and darkness. And so the same thing is ahead for Jesus. Is he going, does he sense that, um, you know, that this is going to be the end for him? Or does he sense that God is going to vindicate him? What we celebrate on Easter Sunday morning is the vindication, which God declares that Jesus is the faithful one, that he has endured the final and most gruesome of enemies uh, to God's people, which is death itself. And Jesus passes through to the other side and God vindicates him. And it is announced far and wide. This is the chosen one of God, the one in whom God delights and within whom God's story is advancing and coming to its climax and it's being unleashed on the rest of creation. This dark part of Holy Week is important. It gives that uh, the different shape and the contour of Jesus' suffering on the cross. He had to feel real threat. He had to feel the, the looming, encroaching presence of darkness in order for his work on the cross and that victory applied over our lives to be real and to be valid and to be good. And so we have to go into these uh, moments where the threat is looming, uh, where darkness is encroaching, and where we can sense God's victory and God's rescue. Now, we might not ever feel the depth of what Jesus has felt. Matter of fact, I would be willing to suggest that we won't. But we feel similar things to what Jesus has felt uh, as we reflect on his last a week of life and ministry before his crucifixion and his resurrection. And so therefore, as we follow Jesus into the hardships that he faces, we can face our own. And unlike the psalmist, we don't have to sit in the shroud of darkness, whether this is going to be the end or whether God is going to vindicate us. What Christian hope says is that even when we come to our, our end and our life runs out, uh, we are with the Lord, as Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, that we're comforted by God and we wait there for the restoration of all things. If we pass through our present trials and darkness and we endure, we can understand that God is with us. For Jesus said that he will give the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate who will accompany us on our way and that we'll be found in Christ and therefore we will not be put to shame, just like the requests of this psalmist. That as we raise our voices, that we would not be put to shame, but we would be rescued. Brother and sister in Christ, be comforted this day. Our God draws near to us as we draw near to Him. So with these things in mind, let's spend our time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we rejoice in you today. We thank you that you're a God who's active. A God who's interested, a God who deeply grieves, a God who comes down, as you said in the Exodus, to do something about hardships that your people endure. So we thank you that you're a God who is with us. We thank you that in the face of Jesus, we see a God who is considerate and kind and compassionate. And we thank you that you're rich in generosity, that you're with us. We thank you that we're not alone. We thank you for the promises which say that if we are in your hand, that no one can take us from your possession. We are the sheep of your pasture. So we thank you that you're like a shepherd who will lead us. God, many of us wake up today and we're overwhelmed by something, either a health concern or a relational strain, or we're simply weighed down by the cares of the world, the things that we see other people suffering. We can't put that to the side. We can't help but sympathize and empathize with those 
who are going through hardship. We think that this all belongs in our life. That uh, doesn't mean that our spirituality is misshapen. But wandering through shadows and hardships was part of the journey of Jesus. So it's part of our journey as well. And so God, as we take the next step of that journey today, the journey towards the cross and the empty tomb during this holy week, we pray that you would comfort us, that you would be with us, and that you would illuminate the very next step so that we can remain in faithfulness to you. So God be with us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.